This is the podcast version of the YouTube series, From Here to the Stars, which is created by the Interstellar Research Group. Our guest today is Brett Hofstadt, an aerospace engineer and the author of the book How to Be a Rocket Scientist, which has the subtitle, 10 Powerful Tips to Enter the Aerospace Field and Launch the Career of Your Dreams. You are the author of the book, How to Be a Rocket Scientist, which has the subtitle, 10 Powerful Tips to Enter the Aerospace Field and Launch the Career of Your Dreams. It's available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle version. The Kindle version is only $2.99. This book literally walks the reader step-by-step through practical suggestions on how to proceed to that lofty goal, and some of the steps can be done by teens and preteens. So let's start there with the steps that can be done by anyone, regardless of age. How exactly does one begin? Well, uh, thanks a lot for having me here to talk about the uh, opportunities in aerospace and aviation. Mm -hmm. So I'd say to begin, uh, I start with tip number one, which is to reflect on your passions. Uh, But let me first say that the big purpose of this book my goal is to open up people's eyes and minds to say that we are in a, an incredible age today with tons of opportunities for people to start a career in these fields if they want to. Um, so the purpose of my book is to open their eyes and minds and give them steps that they can take now uh, wherever they are and whoever they are. Um, they may not be a produ- person who sees themselves traditionally as a rocket scientist or thinks that someone from their background could do things in aerospace, but the goal of my book is to show them that it is possible. So uh, tip number one is to reflect on your passions. Ask yourself, you know, what are you passionate about? Uh, some questions some people asked me when I was thinking about my career that I really liked were to ask yourself if you could do something all day and think that it was uh, a joke or like winning the lottery, if you actually got paid for it, what would that be? Right, something that you would do even if you didn't get paid for it, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, another question is, if you knew that you would not fail and you could actually achieve your goals, what do you want to see yourself doing you know, for a big part of your life? So those are two questions you can ask yourself and uh, that can get you started on a, a path that you'll love. Okay, okay. Uh, what are some good books about uh, rocket science? And by good, I mean scientifically accurate, even though they may be fictional. Okay. Well, I love uh, reading books myself, so uh, I like this question a lot. There are some great books uh, that I actually recommend in my book because uh, – one of my tips is to read another book about rocket science. Uh, some nonfiction books I recommend are biographies about uh, historical leaders and uh, achievers in aerospace. So some biographies I love. Uh, there's ones about Chuck Yeager. Um, there's one about Richard Graham, who was a SR-71 Blackbird pilot. Um, there's great biographies about pioneers like Amelia Earhart and Howard Hughes and uh, some astronauts. Um, And then there's also some nonfiction books that really talk about the aerospace industry that I like a lot. Um, It depends. I think everybody's situation is different. So this is a case where 
Um, if somebody actually gets in touch with me, if I can learn about them, I can give them some recommendations perhaps. But um, science fiction books are also great because they can expose you to science and uh, possibilities, things that uh, you know, used to be science fiction are now reality, right? With mm -hmm. things like our reusable rockets from SpaceX mm -hmm. and going to space stations. So um, basically my, my uh, suggestions there are, again, just find something you're passionate about, people maybe you're passionate about that you would like to learn more about. And there's probably books out there about those topics. Okay. Um, in your book, you mentioned watch a movie about about rocket science. What are some movies that accurately depict rocket science as it really is? Well, I would say uh, some great movies that are classics out there. Uh, one of them is The Right Stuff, which is a long movie. That's about the space race. Um, Apollo 13 is a fantastic movie that uh, talks about teamwork and uh, dealing with you know, crisis and uh, returning from the moon. Uh, October Sky is a, a fantastic, inspiring movie that's one of my favorites. And The Martian, also a pretty famous movie that uh, the author and the, uh, the screenwriter, you know, Andy Weir, took a lot of time and effort to make sure that it was as technically accurate as possible. Hmm. Um, one movie I watched years ago was Space Camp. And while its story is fictional, Space Camp is a real place that real kids can go and learn about rockets. What are your thoughts of the benefits of attending Space Camp? That's definitely something I highly recommend and encourage to anybody if they can get that opportunity, because it ties directly into two other tips in my book. Uh, tip number three is associate with people in the field. And tip number six is make a short takeoff into the workplace. And so attending a space camp, if you could do it, but watching the movie is great too. That could be a first introduction. Um, but by, by just engaging with those people, even if it's from a distance, you know, through a book or through a movie, that's a first step to start entering the aerospace field. When the mysterious black ships arrived, they devastated humanity's peaceful space settlements and obliterated their populations. Earth appears defenseless against the mysterious marauders. Two of humanity's finest starship captains must push themselves to the brink to save humanity from total annihilation by an enemy that will not identify itself or reveal its motives. Together, they will plumb the scientific wells of existence where the primordial knot of space-time may be unraveling. The Space-Time War by Les Johnson and BaneBooks.com um, concerning associating with people in the field, how would this be done at various ages, say by someone in grade school versus high school versus college? Well, there are opportunities for people at every age, and that's what, uh, what I wish more people were aware of. So that was a big reason why I wrote my book and also why I made a website for the book, which is howtobearocketscientist.com. And on there, I list a lot of resources, which are things like clubs, uh, societies, nonprofit groups, where uh, no matter what your age is, you can find a group that uh, is probably near you that you could join and get involved with. So there's things like uh, after school clubs. There are a lot of uh, nonprofit groups that help kids and parents and teachers 
you know, start doing something with aerospace. Like uh, there's uh, rocket building teams, uh, rocket launch challenges and competitions. There are uh, things like US FIRST, uh, FIRST Robotics teams. There are computer coding clubs. Uh, all these things are pathways that can lead to an aerospace career. Uh, let's see what else. There's also uh, astronomy societies. There's uh, pilot you know, aviation groups. So there's really, it's just an amazing world out there with tons of opportunities. Mm -hmm. And no matter what your age group is, there's probably people near you that you could find and connect with. Okay, okay. When I was a teenager, I discovered model rocketry through a friend. I told my dad about it, and we built and flew model rockets together. It was great fun, planning, building, painting, and flying. I know what I learned through it, but what can others learn through model rocketry? Well, that is a, a great hobby. I did that myself too, Stephen. Uh, and so there's a lot of technical things you can learn that are very practical that really bring your courses to life. Things like uh, physics, uh, there's some math you can get into, there's uh, propulsion, there's, um, let's see, structures and aerodynamics. Pretty you know, high level courses that you can take in college, but doing those hobbies and activities gives you real you know, tangible experience with those things. Uh, but there's also the other maybe less obvious skills that that uh, I hope people appreciate things like uh, safety you know, protocols, being safe, things like um, risk management, you're finding out what the risks are to things. There's uh, project management, things like you know, how do you make a schedule or how do you figure out what your schedule is going to be for something? How long does it take? What, are, what is a budget that you need? So some accounting lessons. Um, so there's, you know, you can learn by doing with a lot of these fun things. And, uh, there again, I just encourage people to follow their passions. And, uh, you know, the great thing about our world today is you can, you can order things online, have a home, home project, you know, building, building robots or computers or technologies. Um, and I'll give you one other example, even at my local high school here, they started a high altitude balloon club. And so these are high school kids working with a teacher who supported them and they've built and launched a balloon that went up to a hundred thousand feet. You could see the curvature of the earth and they put a camera on it and they could watch it happen. Wow. So <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> so oh, yeah. even uh, you know, high schoolers can make a, a spacecraft. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, you mentioned the idea of using free and informal educational resources. Can you provide some examples of these? Sure. So hopefully everyone already knows about YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. YouTube has great videos. Uh, there's people that, that uh, talk a lot about rocket science, like uh, Scott Manley, somebody I like, I think you're familiar with him. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, uh, Others, other channels out there. Of course, now we have even organizations like NASA and SpaceX that broadcast what they do on YouTube, and uh, they put a lot of information on their websites. Uh, more incredible, though, and even substantial are things called MOOCs, Massive Online Courses, that are free. So I list these in my book, How to Be a Rocket Scientist, also, because... Uh, 
incredibly, you don't actually have to pay a college tuition now to get college level courses. Uh, colleges like MIT and Embry-Riddle have put a lot of their courses online for free. So it's incredible. You can, you can learn about orbital mechanics, um, you know, propulsion, aerodynamics, all these things. Uh, if you just take the time and effort to, to look for them online. Um, <clears throat> tip number eight in your book is how to, uh, excuse me, know how to apply for a job. Would you describe some of your pointers in this area? Sure. Well, this is something I could talk a lot about. So again, I encourage people to check out my book. And this is a good time to mention that you can request any chapter in my book for free if you go to my website, howtobearocketscientist.com. Mm -hmm. So um, you could pick this chapter and I'll send it to you. But uh, similar to the other tips we mentioned is look for ways to start a job before it's actually officially a job. So some great things to do there would be to get an internship with a company and or it's also co sometimes called a co-op, cooperative work experience through a college. And uh, that's what I did. And I, I know I was told actually by the HR manager that um, the only reason or the key reason I got a, a formal job offer to start out of college was because I had already worked for that company and as a co-op student. Mm -hmm. And so uh, just some, I guess, a bit of uh, extra advice is when you look for a college, assuming you're going to college for a career, look for a school that has an active internship or co-op program, because then that, uh, you know, that sets you on a tra trajectory there to, to get a job before it's officially your job. So mm -hmm. that's, that's the biggest tip I would give the people. Okay. I've noticed that in the movies lately, it seems like a lot of times they give interns, uh, they kind of use them as the butt of a joke, but there's benefits of getting your, being able to see things that are really happening before your eyes and you have your hands on it. And plus getting known, you know, people become, yep. you become known to people. There's a, there's some serious benefits, even though there's no pay <laughs> to being an intern. Yeah. Even, yeah. I mean, that's uh, tough not to get paid, but you're right. It's a priceless benefit. Um, you get to know people, but more important, they get to know you, as you mm -hmm. said. Mm -hmm. And it also confirms, hopefully, that you're on the right track. But just as well, some people, I think, have a fear that, well, maybe I won't like it. Maybe I'll, you know, I'll realize I'm not cut out for it. Mm -hmm. But isn't it better to learn that in a short-term assignment, like an internship over a summer, versus actually getting a full-time job, maybe moving, relocating for a job, and then realizing it's not for you. You know, it's much better to learn it faster and sooner if you mm. can. Are you a fan of space and traveling from planet to planet? Great! If you would like to get your company advertised on our podcast and video series, you can reach out to us by emailing us media at irg.space. The Interstellar Research Group has many sponsor benefits ranging from lunar to intergalactic. Be sure to mention that you would like to get your company promoted in the From Here to the Stars podcast and video series. That email address is media at irg.space. Media at irg.space. And be sure to check out our website, irg.space, for more information. Thank you and have a stellar day.
Yeah, yeah. Uh, tip number nine in your book is find a mentor. Many people might not think of this one. Talk about some of the benefits of having a mentor, if you would. Well, yeah, this uh, has been a tremendous benefit for me, and I've seen it work for other people, too. The benefits are, are huge. Uh, first of all, it, it gives you experience from somebody who's farther down the road that you want to be on. So what better way to learn about uh, you know, how to get there from somebody who's, who's already done it? Uh, it also gives you somebody to answer your questions about like, how to get a job at a company because they've already done it. Uh, it helps you navigate through the, uh, the cultural, the bureaucratic, you know, the organizational issues that come up. Uh, they also can help you get introduced to other people because they will have a huge network, or at least a larger network than yours, right? Mm -hmm. So they can help introduce you to people. And um, one thing I would say, though, you have to treat this relationship very seriously and you know, respectfully. Um, be good for your word, because everything you do on their behalf is going to be reflection on them. So you have to be the kind of person that they want to refer to somebody else or introduce to somebody else. Mm. Uh, so I have some tips about that in the book, too. Um, basically, you want to be a good mentee. Mm -hmm. But then, hopefully, by doing that, you can then give back later as a mentor to somebody else who's younger than you. And that's uh, that's the benefit that comes to the mentor who's working with you. A lot of people wonder is that you know they they really want this industry to survive and to thrive. And... Uh, People like me, we want to see people come into the industry because we care about it. So we are out there. We want to help people get into the industry, but um, we just have to. We're looking for good people to work with and to support. And so um, I think people would be surprised if they just uh, reached out to people. And so that's another point where we're in an incredible world today when you can do that online through platforms like LinkedIn uh, or even Facebook. So it's a great, great time now to find mentors. They could be anywhere in the world. And uh, that's you know, a great way to, to enter the field of aerospace. Mm -hmm. And for those who are less familiar with the idea of a mentor, is it a formal relationship? I mean, do you ask somebody actually to be your mentor? And can you have more than one mentor at the same time? Well, you can definitely have more than one at the same time, although... I would say if you don't have any mentor yet, just uh, focus on getting one. Mm -hmm. But uh, typically they're an informal relationship. Some companies or organizations actually have created formal programs to help encourage people to match them up. And in fact, uh, if you find an organization that does that, that's a huge benefit that uh, you can take advantage of. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of professional societies for certain disciplines like propulsion or aerospace they actually they the proof that there's value in mentors and mentees working together is that they've actually created these programs for their members mm -hmm. so um so it could be formal or informal um there's something where i would just recommend people look online for advice on how to do that how to seek out mentors mm -hmm. uh, but you can also go to my book i have some tips in there about it okay okay an online search would probably include the phrase how to find a mentor, I guess. There might That's even right. be YouTube videos about it. I don't know. Yep, there are. 
Ah, okay. Um, let's see. Number t- tip number ten. Oh, you can go ahead. Go ahead. Well, yeah. Let me just add. If if anybody does get in touch with me, uh, I probably I won't say or you know, believe that I'm the best mentor for them, but I'd be happy to help them find somebody else who is a, a better fit for them. So, okay. I encourage people to come out, reach out to me. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, tip number ten: Appreciate the uh, and work on the soft skills. What do you mean by soft skills? Well, the soft skills are things like communication, uh, people skills, things that uh, are not technical, and things that uh, are hard to teach and often not taught at all in schools. And so, uh, I've had some painful lessons in my life about the value of soft skills. I had to learn them the hard way in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. So. I give people some lessons in my book about those. And uh, basically my advice is to realize that they are essential skills and you can learn them even if you're not strong in them. And it's definitely worth the effort because basically we live in a world where you you have to work with other people. So uh, you want to be somebody that other people want to work with too. Mm, Okay. Okay. Um, for about five years now, I have played the game Kerbal Space Program. I've designed, built, and flown rockets into orbit, landed people on both moons, the, the planet has two moons within the game, as well as the two nearest planets, and landed robotic probes on all the rest of the planets, except for the very largest. In your opinion, what are some of the most important things that can be learned about rocket science by playing Kerbal Space Program? Well, this is... Just another great example, Stephen, of opportunities that are here today in our world that were not here for us 10, 20, 30 years ago. Uh, So you can learn real, genuine rocket science by playing that game. Things like uh, orbital mechanics, propulsion, uh, physics, um, uh, rocket staging. I know it's, I'm sure you could say it's, you know, genuine, genuine. You know, trajectory planning, mission planning, right? It's uh, stability and control. Are you, have you had any rocket ships spin out of control? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's more ways to build a rocket incorrectly than correctly. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So these are, I mean, it's just uh, amazing. And it's, it's a fact that you can learn a lot through play, right? That's how humans learn in a lot of ways. So taking advantage of these games that are out there are fantastic. Uh, in fact, on my website, I have a couple others I recommend. Uh, one of them is called Simple Rockets, mm-hmm. and another one is called, uh, let's see, it's, let me look it up, it's um, Rugged Rovers. That's a great game. Okay. You can basically design different kinds of rovers for the moon and then drive them on a course to see how they do. Okay. So, um, yeah, yeah, I encourage people to seek out these games and you know have fun, but uh, they're serious fun, too. Okay, I'll have to check them out. Uh, before I let you go, let me ask you, what is your long-term vision for our future in space? Not just the next 10 years, but 30 years or 100 years. Where do you see us going in both tiny numbers for exploring and in bigger numbers to build and live permanently? Well, I'm very confident that uh, humanity is destined to be an interstellar species. And uh, I want to encourage us people today to help us get there, to become an interplanetary species. And so what I believe is our first next step needs to be the moon. 
because it's our nearest neighbor. It's our first chance to actually live and walk somewhere beyond Earth. And so I'll tell you about my latest project I'm excited about is a, a children's book, a bedtime story book called Goodnight Moon Base, it's, which is a, a modern take on the classic book Goodnight Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really think uh, it helps for people to have a long-term vision you know, realize that uh, we are on a long-term journey as a species. Uh, we went to the moon 50 years ago. Um, there's a lot that we can do in the next 50 years. So uh, within a person's lifetime, you can make a tremendous difference. And uh, there's still the, the best days are still yet to come for us. So it's it's an exciting time to be alive. Okay, okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time for the interview. It was great stuff. All right. Thank you, Stephen. Um, It's my pleasure and privilege. Thanks a lot. That was Brett Hofstadt. This has been the podcast version of the YouTube series From Here to the Stars, which is created by the Interstellar Research Group. The IRG is a nonprofit organization dedicated to thoroughly exploring the science and engineering that can eventually open up the reality of interstellar travel. Find out more about our next symposium at irg.space. I have been your host, Stephen Ewan Cobb. If you enjoyed this video, please hit the like button, and you can subscribe to our channel for other such videos. On behalf of all of us here at the Interstellar Research Group, I thank you.